Missouri reportedly adds Jake Garcia to its quarterback room. What does that mean for the position? Is he the presumptive starter? Plus, the fourth-ranked Crimson Tide come to town tomorrow for a basketball game. we got to preview that, of course, coming up right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hail you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. And Let's start today with the big news. Obviously, a new quarterback for the Missouri Tigers, but a new starting quarterback? Well, not so fast. Although, I have to say, at first glance, this is a really good addition to the Missouri football roster. Jake Garcia coming out of high school just in 2021, by the way, was the 47th best player overall, according to Rivals.com. Obviously, one of the best quarterbacks in the class, a kid from Whittier, California, who was courted by the USC Trojans, ultimately ended up at the University of Miami. And, well, if you look at his numbers last season, a very much a mixed bag and mostly mixed to the negative, I would say. And a lot of that has to do with the team around Jake Garcia, to be sure, because Miami's offense absolutely fell apart last season. Maybe no better example of that than getting demolished by the rival Florida State Seminoles 45-3 to last season. And the previous week to that, one of the craziest scores I've ever seen in the history of college football. A quadruple overtime final. Miami wins it 14-12 over the Virginia Cavaliers on the road. Well... Jake Garcia was a big part of that game. He was just 15 of 31 passing for 125 yards. And to me, if there's a big concern immediately when you look at Jake Garcia's game, he takes far too many sacks, number one, and he also doesn't provide any value with his legs. He's very much a statue in the pocket. Now, on the other hand, though, he obviously has a a huge arm, a very impressive a bit of arm talent, as you might expect, as considering, yeah, he doesn't add any value with his arms, but at 6'3", 195, he's got a heck of an arm. No question about that. Now, the decision-making at times was, again, a mixed bag, for sure. You do just have to wonder how much of that was based on the team around him. His receivers are dropping passes. The offensive line couldn't protect him. But still, at the same time, as we've learned over the years, sack rate has as much to do, if not more to do, with the quarterback as it does the offensive line. So that part of his game is a bit concerning. However, obviously this young man has high upside. I just think he has high downside potentially as well. Now, of course, the downside is he just doesn't play because fortunately you only need one quarterback, right? I just think at first glance here, Obviously, you hope, hey, maybe Jake Garcia with his talent, he puts it all together here at Missouri. Maybe Kirby Moore and Eli Drinkwitz can figure out maybe what Miami couldn't last season, seemingly. And also, Garcia, he didn't play a ton last season. 
He played some. He played maybe, I would say, half the snaps at quarterback for Miami, just looking at it at first glance. I don't know if that's 100% accurate or not. It's about right, though, just looking at it at first glance. So the, the, the questionable part of it is a lot of his best production came in blowout time, garbage time at the end of the season against Pittsburgh and also a couple early games against Bethune-Cookman and Southern Mississippi as well. That's just the counting stats. Well, gosh, a, a big chunk of those yardages were, were built up in those maybe three games there. But at the same time, while you can be an optimist, no question about it, and I'm very glad that Missouri got this depth piece for sure because with, to me, Brady Cook's entire future a little bit in question at this point, I don't think you can just write Brady Cook in pen on your roster anymore. Somebody coming off a pretty major shoulder injury and surgery, you know, that's concerning. We don't know if he'll be ready for fall camp or not. Let's put it that way. Then you've got Sam Horn and then true freshman Jabari Johnson. To me, Missouri had to add a quarterback. So to be able to get somebody like Jake Garcia, a guy who, again, what, a year and a half ago was considered one of the 50 best high school football players in the country, that's actually a lot better than I thought Missouri was going to do. Having said all that, I got to say, just looking at it on paper, you know, just doing the, the cursory glance at scouting here that I've been able to do, my instinct is I hope Sam Horn wins the job. I really do, because if he does, well, that means that he's probably ready for it. Garcia will probably be a game enough competitor this spring for sure. And the word is he's trying to enroll basically as we speak, and he's going to be on campus as soon as possible. So spring practice is looking very, very likely for Jake Garcia. Apparently the only reason Missouri hasn't announced anything is because, again, the, the ink hasn't dried. They just needed to cross the T's and dot the I's and all that good stuff. It certainly sounds like. But all indications are this is going to happen. But again, good get at the same time. I think I hope Sam Horn beats him out because number one, Sam Horn is a similar prospect as a quarterback. One year younger, of course, but a similar prospect, a similar level of arm talent. But Horn also has the benefit of the legs. He can actually run the football, and I imagine his sack rate will not be nearly as high as maybe what somebody like Jake Garcia's would be. So to me, Glad we got Jake Garcia. Let's hope Horn wins the job decisively coming out of spring, though. That would be nice to see. And coming up, if you've been a longtime viewer or listener of this program, you know I have a tremendous amount of respect for Alabama coach Nate Oates. And I'll tell you, I really think this is actually his best team in Tuscaloosa so far. So a really tough task before the Tigers coming up tomorrow, let's talk about that team, including a kid for Alabama who I really believe in most seasons would be a worthy number one overall pick in the NBA draft. So let's talk about him and the rest of the Tide coming up. But first, I want to tell you, of course, about our friends at BetOnline.net where, well, I guess they were listening to me yesterday on on yesterday's program because the San Francisco 49ers the lines moved it's up to four points I told you to get it at three and a half while you could I really think the Niners are the pick of the week the rest of the games you know I have a feeling one way or the other for sure I would lean toward Kansas City 
I would also lean towards Cincinnati and the Giants as well. So give me a couple underdogs and a couple favorites. But to me, it's it's San Francisco or bust. That's my favorite pick of the weekend. But regardless of what you're into, maybe you're not really into the NFL playoffs. Maybe it's more of a college basketball type thing. Maybe you don't even care about the Chiefs. You're just going to pay attention to the Tigers game. Well, Bet Online has you covered with more college basketball than you can shake a stick at. Soccer, tennis, mixed martial arts, everything you can possibly imagine over at Bet Online, where the game starts. Thanks for making Locked On Mizzou your first listen every day. Make sure you check out the brand new Locked On College Basketball podcast. Everything you need to know about college hoops in one place. Plus, hear from big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked On College Basketball available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. And I tell you, if I'm Nate Oates, I'm concerned about this game on Saturday. I'm doing everything I possibly can to convince my relatively young but extremely talented roster that going into Mizzou Arena is not going to be easy. In fact, the tide went down to a much worse Missouri team last season. But I also think this Crimson Tide team is quite a bit better than last year's, which was obviously a good team. But to me, from what I've seen from Alabama so far, it has all of the the factors that make Nate Oates basketball teams really good. They play with incredible pace. They can shoot the ball. But also, to me, there's just a real size and length to this team that I haven't necessarily seen before. Oftentimes, Alabama is sort of a more undersized group, a lot like Missouri has looked this season, of course, a better version of that, but but still a version of what Missouri has been playing this season, without a doubt. But boy, not only not only with Brandon Miller, but we'll we'll talk about him in a second. But Charles Bediaco at center, I think, really is going to make a difference. Not only in this basketball game is a, a tough matchup for Missouri, sort of in the vein of Colin Castleton for 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 Florida and maybe not quite that good but I, I'm telling you I'm I'm impressed with Charles Bediaco he's not only a good shot blocker but he's not a stiff offensively whatsoever either he can also at the very least get up in the air and and get an alley-oop and dunk the ball near the rim now Brandon Miller who I just mentioned well folks he can really freaking play. I mean, my goodness. This is not exactly breaking news to those of you who have been following college basketball outside of Missouri this season, but he's not only a six foot nine and athletic, he can just really, really shoot it too. The skill is absolutely there against Vanderbilt this past weekend. He did a step back three pointer. It, it seemed like, seemingly he took a, an eight foot step back. Like he covered that much ground on a step back without traveling. I, I had to go back and watch it again. I'd never really seen anything quite like it, but he's an incredibly impressive prospect and college basketball player to the point where, to me, I think he would be an absolutely worthy number one overall pick in the NBA draft in most seasons. But, well, if you follow the NBA draft, you know that 2023 is not most seasons. Victor Wimbenyama from France is 
a seven foot three alien essentially. And he's going to be the number one overall pick and scoot Henderson, who plays an American player who plays for the G league ignite squad. Well, he's a, he's a really, really good prospect in his own right. So I think he's without question, the second pick could Brandon Miller be third. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I'd probably put my money on that at this point. Brandon Miller is an incredibly impressive prospect and I I can't wait to see him in person. Now, while Brandon Miller's lanky self is shooting about 44% from the three-point line, Bama has at least one other player you got to watch out for from the perimeter as well. Mark Sears, a junior transfer from Ohio this season. You got to get a body on him as well. Javon Quinterly, our winner of how in the world is this guy back for seemingly the 13th consecutive season of college basketball. It used to be Trent Frazier for Illinois for a while for me. He was the guy who was like, God, is he still around? Well, now Javon Quinterly, congratulations. You're the guy in college basketball that has seemingly been around since the Obama administration. Now another player on the Alabama roster, well, at least he used to be on the Alabama roster that is sadly of note, is Darius Miles, who is now a murder suspect, apparently. So, yeah, the less said about that, the better on this particular show. I don't have anything to add there, but if you're wondering, yeah, the Alabama team was certainly aware of what was happening there during the Vanderbilt game this past Saturday, and Just from afar, it sure didn't look like it bothered him much to me going back and watching that particular basketball game. So, I don't know. Weird situation, sad situation, obviously, for the person who is no longer on this earth. That's for darn sure. But, I don't know, feels weird to talk about that. But let's just say Darius Miles was never a big part of this particular team. He barely was playing. So I just don't see this as a huge factor in the basketball game on Saturday whatsoever. So ultimately, do I have the guts to actually pick Missouri to beat Alabama tomorrow? Well, I'll definitely tell you. Coming right up at first, I got to tell you, if you're looking for a delicious treat, don't settle Just don't do it. You want the best. You don't want all the sugary nonsense. You don't want all the calories. Here's what you got to try instead. You got to try Built Bar. I know we're through the holidays now. Your goal is to eat healthier, to eat better if you're like me, to maybe drop a few pounds that you put on during the holiday season. But you don't want to completely compromise taste. Come on. We're not trying to punish ourselves here. No life is too short for that. So you got to go with Built Bar once again. These babies are covered in 100% real chocolate, only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar in most bars with also a whopping 17 grams of protein. And for years I've talked about picking up a box at built.com. Well, now you can get them at Walmart and Sam's Club as well. Those of us in mid-Missouri know all about Walmart and Sam's Club. So again, pick them up there or at built.com. You know, once again, if I didn't make this clear earlier in the program, if I'm Nate Oates, I'm a little bit concerned about this game because I just don't think Missouri has much to lose here. I think this is... Along with the game at Tennessee, this is probably the hardest game left on Missouri's schedule 
so far. They know if they're around 500, they're going to get into the NCAA tournament. All of their goals are still very much in front of them, whether they win on Saturday or not. But obviously, Missouri does win on Saturday. Now you're looking at maybe a little bit different of a trajectory for the season. Maybe you're starting to talk yourself into, hmm, where might Missouri actually be seated? Can they get off the 8-9 line? All that kind of fun stuff. But, you know, in spite of all that, I, I just, I, I'm having a hard time picking picking the Tigers tomorrow because, quite simply, I think, again, Alabama is kind of just a better version of what Missouri does. So it's hard to see where the strategic advantages and what sort of mismatches Missouri is going to exploit because, really, while Missouri has been one of the fastest teams in the country for most of this season, well, the last maybe month or so, the Tigers' pace has definitely slowed considerably. And maybe for it to play its best basketball, maybe it does need to push the pace a little bit more. But again, I think that kind of plays into Alabama's hands. And just with their superior length and rebounding and just defensive acumen in general, despite the fact that they're the much less experienced team, it just seems like the Tide are probably going to roll tomorrow night. Let's hope I'm wrong, though, that's for sure. If you're going to tell me that maybe Missouri gets hot again, finds its three-point stroke, and... Well, maybe the officials help Missouri to another 40 free throw attempt kind of game like we just saw against Arkansas. Well, then I guess absolutely anything is possible. No question about that. KenPom.com gives Missouri about a one in four chance of winning it. So, hey, I'll take those odds, quite honestly. You never know. But by the way, just one more basketball note to go out on here. This weekend, reportedly, this is from Gabe DeArmond over at Power Mizzou. Dennis Gates has got a 2024 five-star basketball player taking an, an unofficial, I should say, visit to campus. Jaron Stevenson, who plays at Seaforth High School. His dad happens to be the coach there. This is, this is near North Carolina, by the way, just 10 miles away. So clearly the Tar Heels have got to be considered the front runners here. But hey, Honestly, just getting that kind of player on campus is a win for Dennis Gates. He seems to understand the idea that, hey, I'm just going to throw a bunch of offers out there, hopefully get a bunch of big fish on campus, and ultimately that's a signal to everybody in the country that, hey, Missouri's open for business when it comes to big-time players. If you, can, if you can land that kind of fish, though, wow, that would be incredibly impressive. And as Gabe notes in his in his chamber report today, that means Missouri is throwing some NIL funds around if that actually happens either. So wouldn't exactly guarantee that. But again, interesting to keep an eye on Jaron Stevenson here for the next year or so. But hey, thanks once again for joining me here today on Locked on Mizzou. I surely do appreciate it as per usual. And also for your second listen, check out the brand new Locked On College Basketball with all types of experts and local analysis that Locked On is best known for. And Andy Patton, and Isaac Shade have you covered each and every day. Again, that's Locked On College Basketball on YouTube and wherever you get finer podcasts. So until next time, I'm John Miller. And thanks for listening to Locked on Mizzou.